Welcome to the DNA Podcast, your go-to source for nerd knowledge in the 21st century. I'm your host, Steve Pugh. Join with me again is the wonderful, the lovable, and the adorable Miss Lacey, as well as finally coming back, Return of the Jedi style, Mr. David Perry. Welcome back to the show, as well as joining us today, a, uh, a high school friend of mine who has a wonderful podcast out in Georgia, Mr. Michael Sullivan. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. It's good to be on. Yeah. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah. Great to see you. Yes. So actually, Mikey, yeah. we've messaged each other a few times. So like we talked sure. back and forth. But I think yeah. seriously, this is the first time you and I have actually done like actual verbal communication since. Let's not say the year. Let's not say that. Let's not do that. I feel like... Are we going to age ourselves? You know what? Uh, yeah. Whatever. Dave, Dave, David, your children. <laughs> you are all David children. So older than anybody it. here. David yes. is old. It still doesn't make me feel good when I get out of bed in the morning. It's awful. I'll lay back <laughs> do, down. I am almost eligible for that fourth Moderna shot. So <laughs> just so you, you know. David, do you get the AARPs delivered to your house? I am a member of AARP. So. <laughs> So then, yeah, he does. Yeah, you do. <laughs> and let me tell you, AARP discounts are almost better than AAA or anybody else. So they better than military it. discounts. I get ten percent off at Outback, among other things. You know what? You suck. Good for you. I don't even know. <laughs> what, I don't even know. I don't even know what discounts are. Good. <laughs> oh, so Sometimes we have a fun subject tonight. Uh, we're going to be talking mostly about. Um, the Batman, the new Batman movie with Robert Patterson. Uh, three out of the four of us have seen it. We're not going to name the person who hasn't seen it yet, me. Um, but we're going to talk about it. Ladies and gentlemen, there will be spoilers. I will give you the three, two, one spoiler thing before we get into it. Uh, some people like to come and listen to the what have you been up to's because they enjoy our little fun tangents. Uh, but before we get into any of this, uh, I do have to make the now don't have to, but I want to make the announcement uh, on May 7th in Canton, Connecticut. I will be uh, the podcast at an expo. So I'll be going around interviewing people. Uh, we're going to be talking to people who like there's comic book retailers going to be there. There's going to be collectibles there. Uh, I haven't gotten the full list, but there's there's going to be a decent uh, list of people. We have somebody coming in doing signatures too. I, I heard there's going to be somebody famous. I don't know everything yet. Um, and yeah, we're, but we're going to be also raising money for autism awareness. Uh, so we're going to be doing a bunch of raffles. I've got some really cool stuff that we're going to get. Uh, even some of the people that we've had on the show are donating stuff. I even think, uh, so we got fossil crates are donating some stuff. And I think even uh, David unnatural 20 art is looking oh, at okay. trying to do some donations for, which would be really cool oh, to get great. some of those. Yeah. Um, and we've got some D and D. We've got a red dragon. All sorts of cool stuff that's going to be donated for this raffle. So I'm really truly stoked um, for everybody that can come out. Hey, come out and support. Um, if you can't come out and you want to make a donation, I will be setting up a link to a special PayPal account that will be going to all the money we'll be going to uh, help out for autism awareness. So I truly, am excited about this. And yay, we'll see. You know, excited excited to see what happens there. Um, so let's get into the thing that we always love to do. Uh, what have you been up to? Starting with you, Mr. David, because, sir, you haven't been on in forever. I think this is five episodes you haven't since you've been on. And yeah, that sounds about right. Are you going through withdrawals or, or did I do something wrong? I just need to know. Did, where did I hurt you? 
well, you got sick that one week. That's, that is true. I did get so, yeah, so, so that got delayed. Yes. That wasn't my fault. So I don't want to hear that. <laughs> uh, well, last weekend uh, I went to the Lexington Comic and Toy Convention, which is in the Kentucky area. is one of the best local shows. They have always have a good guest list. Uh, so I went up, spent the weekend there. Um, I'm working on a couple of costumes. Uh, I've got I bought some new Mando armor, Man- Mandalorian armor. Okay. Uh, it's metal. It, I had it commissioned. It's metal. I took that for a spin for the first time. Um, Why would you go with metal over your plastic and regular stuff? Just curious. Partially because just I, I wanted to. Th- there's in the Mando community or in the armor community, there is once people say, oh, once you get metal armor, you'll never go back to plastic. Um, there are some advantages to it. Uh, it doesn't deform. Uh, it's it's not cooler. It's at, the heat transfer is actually worse. So if you're standing in direct sunlight, it absorbs heat a lot faster. Um, <laughs> so you're gonna boil but, yourself. <laughs> well, you, that, that's why cooling and hydration are very important. Uh, but I bought a chest rig and um, and shoulder plates for that. Okay. Uh, I had it specially made uh, uh, by a guy down in North Carolina who's actually the founder of the club. So that was a special commission, um, uh, and that's. So I took that for a spin and then I had some, if you guys do cosplay at a convention, there's something called con crunch. And usually that involves you working the night before or the day of an event to put the final touches on a cosplay. Uh, And so I had some of that going on because I had to finish up some other armor pieces so that it looked like it matched. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was my big expensive project and then i also uh, I, don't, I told you at the end of last year at the beginning of 2022 i bought some laku because i'm doing a twilight cosplay um for myself uh for some conventions oh, I yeah, the, uh, the girl that's who's like back ordered like for like seven years basically uh, she was three months back back ordered when i ordered mine and so yeah. they just they just came in so uh, I was wearing them around the other night. My wife was giving me strange <laughs> looks, and so and now you have got, them. Can you put them on right now and show us? Uh, I tell you what, while while somebody else is going, yeah, I'm well, I'll put, get to I'm everybody else. On. Yeah, when we get around, I'll put to, them on. Yes, um, <laughs> and and now I've got to figure out body paint because I haven't I haven't done body paint before um, because the I'll, I'll show them to you. But I've I've got to figure out a way to the the Laku come up. They cover uh, the forehead. And, uh, and yeah. They, they go back under the ears and to the back of the head, but then, um, then you've, you know, you've got to make it look skin tone. And I did not buy skin tone, uh, uh, Leku. Okay. Uh, they're, 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 uh, cast in silicone and then filled with, with, uh, uh, I think either bunting or cotton or something to give it some, some texture or some feel to it. Uh, so that's my other big cosplay project, uh, that I've been working on. And I might wear those with my Mando. Uh, there are, there are files out there for a 3D printed helmet that have holes in the back for the Laku to go out of. So you could, I could be a, a Twi'lek Mandalorian if I wanted to do that character. Nice. Um, that's really been the, the couple things that I've been up to lately, um, up to my eyeballs. And because, you know, the summer convention, the spring and summer convention circuit's about to start. Yeah, you're about to be like really busy. Yeah. And then, and, you know, Everyone wants to, th- I, I know we don't typically talk about COVID, but everybody, you know, they want to pretend that COVID's gone away when it really hasn't, mm. um, you know, but a lot of conventions are moving forward uh, with whatever the local safety measures are in place. Uh, 
you know, so we're kind of getting back to normal, whatever normal is now. Um, it's true. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, and then we're also, I'm, you know, taking the long view of whatever, what else we've got going on. Uh, I usually go to Dragon Con every year. I'm trying to make New York Comic Con work this year. Um, Dude, you totally need to. You need to so you can come hang out with me. I, we'll totally I'm, go I'm, up there. <laughs> I'm trying to make it work because I I gave up Star Wars Celebration this year. Um, I don't have enough vacation time and the money isn't there. Um, because you also just been... put down, what, like 20 grand to go to the Star Wars Hotel? Uh, I didn't have to put that down, but I do have to pay for Galactic <laughs> Star Cruiser. So I'm working a ton of overtime and, and ce celebration was the thing that had to go. Yeah. And then the, the offset for all of this is I have to take, I don't have to, uh, uh, I'm taking my wife on a cruise. So we're mm -hmm. going on a cruise with some friends in September, and then we're planning a big overseas trip for 2023, assuming everything in the, in the COVID world is, is normal or as close to it. So all right. that's what I've been up to lately. That's what's up, Miss Lacey. Since the last time we talked, have you been up? Now I know you're a little bit under the weather. So, how are you feeling? <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling a little under the weather, but um, okay, I suppose. Um, so since the last time we talked, so I've never done one of these before because no, you haven't. We, we didn't do no, this. yes. Um, and I know that nobody really knows me yet, so. Uh, Yes, so Miss Lacey here is going to be my, uh, she is our new co-host and will be joining us on more episodes. So this is your second episode because the episode we recorded last week airs technically tomorrow in real time, but in podcast time, it's, you know, whatever, but I digress. <laughs> Mikey, right. do you ever have that issue on your show where like you just like forget how time works? Oh, I, I gave up on time so long ago. Like mine's a topical. Like I I follow the baseball news, so like yeah. I'm always behind. I just like gave up. Look at like this so, episode yes. should have aired like three weeks ago when Batman came out, and <laughs> we're just finally recording talking about the Batman. But yes, so what nerdy things have you? Well, what nerdy things are you into? Let's start um, with that. We'll do that real quick. So I'm really into role-playing games, like, okay. you know, D&D &D and, and the like. Um, I currently am playing in a D&D &D game weekly that is 5th edition. That's really great. And I also am running a 5th edition game for um, clients with brain injuries. And I do that That's weekly right. too. So um, those are my two like weekly nerdy but that's and, but then that's really noble too. That's really cool that you're you're helping is because you're helping stimulate brain uh, yeah, productivity, like, like brain growth. Like your brain neurons growth. grow better when you learn. Uh. And so the idea is that if you're can like constantly working your brain, that you're going to like start healing some of the damage from whatever injury. So there's a whole variety of injuries that people have, like stroke sometimes or sometimes it's from an accident or um some other they're all traumatic brain injuries where i work that's I, that's that sucks that these things happen <laughs> but that's really cool that you're doing something and you're using a nerdy thing never never in my mind have whatever been like hey be i i get to roll dice and i'm getting paid to play D D, and i'm also helping out 
the community and I'm helping out and helping improve brain stimulation and improving the actual body. That's it's cool. It's cool to tell people I'm a professional DM. <laughs> <laughs> like not many people can just like throw that out there. Like That's at the local awesome. gaming store. <laughs> I, as, as we sit here and we talk about this and we have this feel good moment, I'm just looking at David putting a condom on his head, basically. <laughs> It's an interesting view. Awesome though. I yeah, it's it it, it looks like it's about noodles. It's about noodles. <laughs> uh, so while he's doing that, that is cool, by the way. My God, what does your wife say when you wear those? Does what does she look? What does your wife say to you with, with those? She rolls her eyes and says, "I can't believe you want to look like that." Does she? Does she ever just like? Yeah, I've been with you this long. I'll, I'll do the long haul. Well, that's well, that's it. Because we've been married for twenty four years now, uh, so she's invested, <laughs> right? She's she's got nowhere to go now. She's 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 committed, right? Well, I, I, she's I, not I, committed. I, I right. applaud your dedication, there, homie. That is awesome. Yeah. So um, anyway, so there. These are uh, kind of a dark blue, not like. Anyway. It looks magenta. It looks like violet, or not magenta, but like violet and or lavender. Well, they but, should be blue. They're they're endura like endura vein. Oh, okay, I see it now. Yeah, it's just it's a, it what's it's a what's that dress? That gold dress or blue dress sort of situation. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, this is a character that I've been working on. And then I need to, there's a there's a headband that I'm going to get to cover up the seam uh, between my skin and the the silicone. Yeah. And then I'm going to have to body paint my face and then any exposed skin might be hands and or whatever just depends on what I want to wear with this costume. That's what's up, dude. Um, so Mike, before we get into you and what sure. you've like, what nerdy things you, um, I want to apologize to listeners. If you ever hear it's like, have hear me pausing in talking. Um, I do have a little bit of an injury to my lip. Uh, my wife beat me. She punched me and I have a canker sore on my lip now. Uh, and what I mean by this is uh, my wife and my son are taking karate and they were both going for their yellow belt uh, last week or the, over the weekend. And uh, my wife, I was like, hey, you ready? And she's like, yeah, let me show you my stuff. And she's like, show me how she's going to flip me on my back. And she's like, all right, come and punch at me. And I went and I'm left handed. So I went to punch with my left hand. And so instead of blocking my left hand because she's waiting for that right punch, she uppercuts me right into my lip in front of my mother-in-law and just like that wasn't I an grabbing, accident I, I i she said it was an accident i don't believe it not saying i like i don't deserve it let me be honest here no i've had this coming for a long time like the amount of smart ass stuff that comes out of my mouth no yeah but i've got like the worst caker sore right now because of it and every time i laugh it just kills me which just you know doesn't help at all that I, I I make smart ass jokes still like I'm a glutton for punishment and so she's like oh I didn't hurt you I didn't hurt you and she looks at my lip this morning and just sees how like the swollenness of it and everything and she's like oh I really am sorry and I was like yeah no I'm sorry that's also I'm- a lie <laughs> she's totally blind um, I've, I've done a lot of martial arts in my life and that is not the truth no she's not even asserting dominance no uh, she is you know what she, she, I I hundred percent true, and it's totally fine. I think everybody understands what's happening. This might be right. Cry for help. 
Um, I'm sure you deserve it. I, oh, dude, I totally did. I probably did. <laughs> but she's like, she goes, punch me. And I'm like, okay. So I went to punch. I'm left-handed. And so she blocks the other way uh, right in the face. And I'm like, cool. That That's awesome. Uh, it, has anybody watched, bef- no, before we get into the Batman, has anybody seen the new Halo show yet? You have, Mikey? Yeah, what I watched it of? today, actually. Uh, All right, what's your it, honest it, opinion? It, it, I mean, is it, uh, you know, as somebody that played the games and like understand the plot line, mm-hmm. I'm actually, I'm pretty invested. Mm-hmm. Um, the graphics were a whole lot better than I thought. And um, some of the cinematography is pretty cool because they incorporate like his view and it's, it's different because it is, it is a live action show. It's like a real yeah. show. So it's not a cartoon, which is wild to me. So, yeah. Um, so here's the thing. I agree with you and I disagree with you. And okay. it's funny. The, the things you mentioned that you really liked, I absolutely <laughs> hated. Sure, um, that's fair. No, like, so I love the plot. Mm-hmm. I love that they don't, uh, they, they don't hide the violence. What I no, mean when they don't hide the violence, like you get shot with a plasma weapon, you just don't <laughs> fall down and die. You get blasted. Yeah. And it, like, it it's like the quick, first too. five minutes. Yeah, it happened really quick. It was cool. I, and actually, I think it's a great message to send to the the younger generations. Don't do drugs because these kids were out doing space drugs. And they, and yeah. they got shot and they died. And that's what happened. Yeah. You do drugs, you get shot with by aliens <laughs> with plasma weapons. Like it really, this is the third, they were, they were getting public announcement, this whole show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, Dare, what, what was the name of that dog that was for Dare? Oh, I don't uh, know. Uh, <laughs> They, they should have just gotten like a covenant alien. Holy crap. Because the, right. the, they're out there doing basically, I don't even know what kind of and then, hallucinogen mushrooms. And yeah, the, the covenant comes out and plasma blast one. And this girl standing there high covered in blood. Yeah, it was wild. That was, it was intense. Is it, how gory is it? Is it typical it's not, sci-fi? It's, it's not horror gory. It's just like war. Is is it Violence? is it Star Wars or is it Starship Troopers? A blend. Middle? I think okay. yeah, a blend of both. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In the middle, it's there, there's there's yeah. definitely blood and gore. Like like some people lose some legs, like they get shot and blast their feet. Like especially in the first like ten minutes, like it was yeah. pretty like oh, but like not like intestines hanging out gory. Okay. Um, there was a yeah, I would say it's probably in the middle. Um, yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say, like, if you played a video game where you could adjust the gore, it's more than what it starts at, but it could go higher. Yeah. It's like in the middle. Like, there's gratuitous amounts of gore. There's it's not horror. It's like, horror well, there's a little bit of blood right there. Yeah. But, but, it, so, but it's not like the new Mortal Kombat level. No. Okay. No. I wouldn't say. No. No. I keep going back and forth in my head. I'm like, is it, though? But no. No, well, definitely because I wonder which audience they're going yeah. for. It's a good amount. It's there. It's 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 practical gore, which you would expect. Okay. Like you're getting shot with a plasma weapons, it's going to take off your legs. Okay. Um, if you get shot in the center of your your abdomen, it's going to take it off. Like you're just going to have a gaping hole. Um, now the electric weapons, when they were like shoving them into, they burnt because they're electric weapons, so it cauterized. So it made sense. Um, the things I 
I'm I, I this is only the first episode that's come out. Things I didn't like. I didn't like the first person thing because I feel okay. like it took it away from it. Now I, I, I'm a hypocrite when this comes to, to because in Doom they had the first person and I loved it. But I reason I liked it is because I felt like it was a movie that didn't take itself seriously. Halo, it feels like it's trying to be serious. And the first person stuff, while some of it made sense, like for the like recording, like getting like the 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 cop camera view sort of thing, like, hey, this is what they're seeing, right. the camcorder view. That made sense. But also on the flip, it was like, eh, you know, they were making homages to Halo. Um. I feel like the CGI for the aliens could have been better with their budget that they had. Yeah, that um, that's, that I totally agree with. Um, I also feel like there's something off with the Spartans. If you ask me what it is, I can't tell you, but something just doesn't feel right about how they did. They seem more, I want to say robotic, then they did. Uh, do you remember uh, there was a they did a mini series of uh, Forward on to Don? I think it was was the name of it. And they they actually had a Master Chief in it. And I feel like how they did Master Chief in that was better. OK, the other thing that throws me off is. It's not John's voice. It's, it's not the guy. It's I don't like his voice. No. I, and that, and that throws me voice off in all yeah. these games. Yes. Yeah. And I yeah. don't feel like it could have been hard. They could have just pulled no. a Mandalorian and never had him take off his helmet. And spoiler alerts, they, uh, he takes off his helmet in the first episode. It's also which, weird. Which it's, is, yes. It, isn't that kind of the conceit of the game is that you, you never you never see his head? Yes. No idea what he is, like what he looks like at all. You and so they draw your so, own conclusion. And, and they just destroyed like 20 plus years of like myth and legend by saying my meld. yeah just right but part of the reason why they why they had uh the mandalorian remove his helmet was because pedro pascal wanted to actually act and because there's only so much pantomiming you can do mm. in the suit it, now my other question because i i don't have paramount plus so i haven't watched this i'll wait till it's available in some other or when i subscribe so i can go back and watch Discovery <laughs> and all that um so is it a video game movie that acknowledges that it's a video game movie or is it a video game movie that tries to be more i'm going to go with tries to be more yeah. okay yeah mikey you're allowed to have your own opinion buddy you can say well no i actually agree because the plot line the plot line isn't necessarily about master chief at least in the first episode no i, I think don't, we're a... only one episode in but like yeah, there's a, a definitely different angle to start out with than I like originally conceived. Um, In my mind, it's, it's setting up because you see Reach. I think it's it, it is a prequel, at least right now, to Reach. It could be a different. Uh, I don't want to say multiverse, but it could be a you know Halo B. I also don't like their intro song. I want the Halo, the 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 choir. I don't know why, like why, that's like the easiest thing to do. Um, like why, why would you do that? Now, all the things now that we're crapping all over it for like the last like five minutes, I will say this. I did enjoy the episode too. Uh, I thought it was pretty okay. It wasn't bad. Um, I'm also going to give it a couple more episodes to get a true feel for it. Uh, but yeah, it's, it, it had some feels. It was cool seeing some stuff. 
there's it's not book of boba like disappointing so far but like it's it's close to book of boba disappointing you know well like, I, you know with with all of these shows you know and moon knight starts tomorrow mm-hmm. as of this recording moon knight's going to start tomorrow you know i i think it, we always you always just have to evaluate the product on the whole mm-hmm. once the run is continued rather than just say oh my god the, the first episode sucks so it must be awful yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And, and, and of course, the gatekeepers and, and, and are right. And that's my segue into the Batman, because that's <laughs> yes, my take yes. on the Batman, too. Yes, we are going to get into that, uh, which is what <laughs> we came here to talk about. But, Interesting. Yes, great segues. Um, so, Mikey O, you've seen Batman. Yeah. Uh, yeah, David, sure you've have. seen Batman. Lacey, you have not seen Batman, right? Oh, no, it's me. I it's have not seen Batman. You have seen Batman. <laughs> um, I've seen Batman. So, before we get into this piece right here, uh, if you were to give the movie a rating on a scale of ten, starting with Mikey, what did you? What would you give it? I, I loved it. I think I think like being a really curmudgeonous person, I'd say like an eight, an eight point two. Like it's really good. And I, like, I'm saying I, IMDb standards, like really, like a rude guy rating. Are you? It, it was great. I loved it. I are really you a did. DC guy? No. So like I'm not in like. Okay, look, guys, you don't know me. <laughs> But I am not a particularly nerdy person as a whole. I'm like a nerdy sports person, but I do enjoy a lot of stuff. And like over the last like year and a half, like some of my really close friends who I do the podcast with are nerdy people. And they like pressured me over and over again to do the Marvel Universe. And I watched chronologically, starting from Captain America, going all the way through the, the, the whole universe and the show's. Um, I'm sorry that everybody didn't get to do that because it was amazing to go through the timeline. It was awesome. And I loved most of everything I watched. But uh, DC is uh, still, I'm, I'm not there yet. I've always watched all the Batman and I don't know, Keaton probably because of the voice uh, <laughs> on Christian Bale is just so weird. But I loved Heath Ledger's Joker. Um, and I've watched Batman, but everything else DC, I've never seen a Superman movie. Um, so I'm way behind, but I loved the Batman this time specifically. The totally different interpretation is awesome. So 8.2 to answer Thanks. your question. David. Uh, if, on a scale of 1 to 10, I would probably, I don't Are you going to be the negative? Oh, be the negative. Hey, okay. Here's my thing. I think objectively it's a good movie. Uh-huh. I didn't enjoy it. Okay. And and be and I'll get into my reasons why later. Um, because when the when the Christopher Nolan Batman movies wrapped up after mm. Dark Knight Dark Knight Rises, one of the I said to one of my friends at the time, I said, I hope DC doesn't learn all the wrong lessons out of these movies because the Christopher Nolan Batman movies were very good, especially when you acknowledge that they come off of George Clooney as Batman in Batman and Robin, which was just God awful. And so in that way, you know, that was the, the campy, that was the far end of the campy spectrum, which starts with Adam West, you know, and that, and that's, that was over here. And then it kind of swung back and it went, and you know, Deadpool had that joke, oh, it's Batman, but darker. <laughs> And, and so it went that way. And the Batman, I think, goes two steps beyond that. 
and I think it did a good job. There were a lot of things about the movie, and I'll talk about. We'll talk about this later. There are a lot of things I liked. I, I liked that it got back to a lot of. Uh, it it had a new take on Batman, which I liked. It got back to Batman being the world's greatest detective, but at some point. I just get tired of the joyless nihilism of the DC extended universe because they not only after, after the dark Knight trilogy, then Zack Snyder comes along and he makes man of steel and Batman versus Superman and the JLA movie. And, and Zack Snyder took all the joy out of Superman. He tried to make Superman into Batman and it was horrible. And I fear that D and my, my thing was, DC, I think at the time, again, learned all the wrong lessons. And then you get a movie with like uh, the first Wonder Woman movie and the Aquaman movie, which I think kind of swung back. And I also understand that they're trying not to be, they're consciously trying not to be the MCU. They're trying not to be that. But at the same time, there was just no joy in Batman. And even in the Dark Knight movies, there's always there was always some underlying humor. Some they would find a gag here or there just to lighten the mood. And I felt like the Batman didn't have any of that. And to me, that is not that is not entertaining. Now, I, I, I think it's an objectively good movie. Mm. And to go back to my take before, I think it's setting up at least two more movies to make a trilogy right because that's what that's what everybody does everybody does movies and trilogies it's they've already said that's going to happen right they're they're setting up growth of the character because the the voiceover monologue from the beginning of the batman to the end has this this beginning of a shift in character right because at the beginning at the beginning the voiceover is i am vengeance and that's all it is that's all he that's all he's just beating the crap out of people I know you're letting me go on, but at the beginning of, of the Batman, you don't have what typically we see in Batman. What you have is Rorschach, who's just beating the shit out of people because he enjoys it. <laughs> and then at the end, at the end, at the end monologue, where he, at the end voiceover, where he's talking about it, you know, after all of this stuff has gone on, and he says, oh, there, he mentions hope and he mentions that people need hope. And I'm hoping that that's the, that's the growth in the character that will lead into the second and third movies. Yeah. So um, that, that's me. That's my, my long. Welcome to dad's nerdy business where David goes yeah. on tangents. Yeah. This, it's good to be is, back. This right. Is how I go. <laughs> uh, Lacey. Entertain. Right. I hate uh, rating things on a one to 10 scale a lot. I think it's terrible. Um, but I thought on a one to ten be, scale, how do you rate one to ten scales? I would say that I wouldn't rate it because it's a her- terrible system. <laughs> um, but I I thought the movie was uh, really good. But I agree with a lot of what David said about it being like just really dark. And part of my big takeaway from the movie was it hit a little bit close to home in like a lot of different ways. It was like a little bit too realistic to what we're experiencing right now. So. It was like even darker than I think that they were planning for the movie. I was like reading, like they actually came out after his release and were like, well, we didn't really intend for like a lot of that to match up the way it did. And um, so when I like in the theater, I'm sitting at the end of the movie and I'm like, wow, that was real great. But also, wow, that was like <laughs> real dark and, and 
real close to home not everybody in my group they all agreed that there's like definitely similarities to real life in it but um not everybody in my group had the same takeaways as i did so i think that definitely varies so here's my thing and this is coming from somebody like i'm not a dc guy never claimed to be a dc guy however batman is known as the dark dude he is the darkness he is the bat he is the dark avenger he is vengeance he is blah 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 he is all these things and it's uh, uh, like i get what you're saying with Zack snyder and saying like hey he made everything dark yeah you're absolutely right like you can't make man of steel dark you can't make superman dark that is the pursuit of happiness dude that is you know for the longest time he was red white and blue he was you know what was it it was truth justice and the american way was and then they ended up taking the american way out of his name or his little slogan but batman is known for darkness and that's that ambiance and that whole grudgy thing is what makes him him um as somebody who hasn't seen this movie um and i'm going from this mentality on it uh you know what I understand and what I comprehend about what this is about is not him becoming Batman, but this is the story of him realizing he can't just be the guy that punches people left and right and needs to learn to have two sides to him. He needs to have two sides to the coin. He needs to have the dark vengeance side. He needs to have Batman, but he also needs to learn how to be Bruce Wayne because Gotham needs Bruce Wayne as well. Um, you brought up uh, uh, the uh, the Dark Knight. What I, I do not like Christopher Nolan as Batman. I absolutely despise him as Batman. What made those movies good in my mind is he had great supporting cast. He had Liam Nielsen. He had Tom Hardy. He had Heath Ledger. He had amazing support as villains. And that's what made him a good Batman. What he was good at was being uh, Bruce Wayne. He was an impeccable, douchey, party boy, drunky Bruce Wayne. He, and he was great at doing that. And he was just playing, honestly, he was just playing American Psycho, but it, that's what made him a good Bruce Wayne. Um, I'm curious to know what your guys' opinions are, though. Uh, Mikey. Oh, yeah, go ahead, Dave. I, I disagree with your, with the, with, Batman being necessarily dark. Batman until the 90s, Batman has always been born out of tragedy. Okay. Tragedy is always part of Batman's backstory okay. and Bruce Wayne's backstory. There is always that the backdrop of tragedy that shapes him. But until the 90s, it's to me, the character of Batman is about about is about about rising above the tragedy. It's rising above the tragedy to become a hero because Batman, for all of the stuff that, that go, has gone on in his life, for, I mean, he's still a billionaire heir, right? Mm. When it comes down to it, right? He, he is a lot of kids lose their parents. You know, the Spider-Man, you know, Spider-Man is also born out of tragedy that, but Bruce Wayne and Batman have, they have means and they, he finds, still finds an excuse to find the good in people. And in this movie, and what I liked about this movie, one of the things that I really appreciated about this movie is if you're going to reboot or remake something, find a new angle, 
find something we haven't seen before. And this movie does that because it shows us a young Bruce Wayne. And the, it's a young Batman, which is why I am vengeance and all that other crap at the beginning. <laughs> That's why he is that way. He's angry because his parents have died and he can't cope with it. And so that is a new angle on the character that we have not seen before. Right. Because usually when we have seen a, the Batman character, at least on movies or like the animated series from the 90s or anything like that, he's an adult and he's moved past that. And the tragedy in that, the childhood tragedy in that is taken in the place of Robin in the in the in the person of the the the, the orphan that he takes in as a child, because Robin is 14 or 15 years old, you know, despite what despite Chris O'Donnell not being 14 <laughs> years old. Right. True. But that, but that's what Batman has always been. He's, it's about that, the backdrop of tragedy and rising above it to become a hero. And in this part, we're seeing, we're seeing Batman as a young man, as someone who's trying to figure out how to be that dual identity. Because that's the other thing about Batman is you have Batman, but you also have Bruce Wayne. You have the, the millionaire philanthropist playboy Bruce Wayne, and there is none of that. Bruce Wayne is almost entirely absent from this movie because he has not learned how to be Bruce Wayne. He has been sheltered by Alfred. He has been sheltered, is sequestered in this tower, just in private schools or whatever he's doing. And so he, he, he has to grow into that. And that's what I appreciate. That's what I think is good about the Batman because he is entirely joyless. Robert Pattinson's Batman is entirely joyless. There is, there is nothing in this character in his life which is remotely happy. And I understand why that's that's the story. That is the story, right? His parents were murdered when he was young. And and then we find out that they may have been involved in the criminal underworld, right? So he is really, at this point in the story, he is Rorschach just running around beating the crap out of people because he can't. All right. So anyway. No. Mikey. That's me. Like what, I, what a, I mean, what an agreeable uh, stance on it. Cause like, so like, if you took everything you knew about Batman in the universe that he lives in, throw it away, start over. That's exactly what they did. Like they started from the very soonest you could get to know Bruce Wayne as a character in, in, in regards to Batman, like the very first moment you could, because like he is brash and he's like crazy. He's really on edge. Like he's a, he's a really dangerous young man. I, I heard he, he was like super like, asinizing to uh even uh alfred like so, yeah like, so so what we what you see in 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 i guess what you who you would call bruce wayne because he really is not david's right he's like he's not bruce wayne he's not at all the playboy that you think you know you no one on the street would know he's a billionaire um he's he's so mad at the world and and alfred's alfred like throws it back to him like a like a kind of like a dad that like you know like i've been there it, sometimes you just have to be a jerk back and that's how they live in this movie they're not buddies it's weird with alfred <laughs> and i appreciate it because it's it's hard there's like a couple scenes where it's just like man i can't believe that i was not expecting that to be the way that they exchange words it's not what michael Caine would say because it's not um and and he honestly like, hates being persuaded He's a recluse. Um, Matt Reeves, he said that he um, listened to a ton of Nirvana while he was writing this and conceptualizing nice. this movie. Lacey, I'm so sorry if I took any of your points because I saw that smile. Mm. Um, 
it, it was it's it's actually really akin to Kurt Cobain's like life. Uh, this this tragedy, like he has this huge family private issue that just pains him like crazy, and he can't deal with anything else, and he just like gets overcome with rage. Um, not to give a ton away, but there, there's an early fight scene in which he's getting the better of like five or six guys, and randomly one of them picks up a gun and shoots him. You know, it's Batman; he's got armor, so it's fine. But just having the gunshot hit him drove him crazy he was mad but then he got raged and he has this taser that he like he almost kills a guy like he borderline kills a guy and he like you can see the the scene the the clip where he like realized oh shit i need to calm down sorry language uh <laughs> i need to like i need to i need to hold back before i really kill this guy like i am i'm losing control like he's all off kilter. He's not the Batman, you know, at all. He is vengeance. It's crazy. So, Lacey, you want to follow up with anything on that, or do you think it's covered? I feel like a lot of those, a lot of what everybody said so far, pretty echoes what I feel. Especially before, I was thinking that both uh, Bruce Wayne and Batman kind of uh, evolved during the movie, and I think they they did. But I do agree that we didn't really see much Bruce Wayne at all in the movie. So. That was so, definitely it. So let me ask you guys this. It, everybody, this Batman's story ha, is known. Everybody knows Batman's story. Like, it's... But the joke is always made, you know, like, everybody knows what happens to Uncle Ben. Everybody knows what happens to Martha. Like, you know what happens to Batman's parents. Like, it's... they These people die. Everybody knows that story. So if you already know that story and you already have those expectations, like, okay, we're getting a revamp of the Batman movies. We, we know we're getting ourselves into, and then you come into this where you have this, this young adult because he's not a teenager, but he's not, you know, he's a young adult and he is just super aggro angry and he has an unlimited access to money and he can use it any way he wants. And he's using it to be the Batman. Um, It's, don't you think instead we got a, a proper movie? It, like it's, it seems like you already have those mental expectations of what you're going to get yourself into. And then they throw completely off track. Does it make it a better movie or do you feel like it's lacking because of that? Because it's not ex, ex going to what your expectations were. I think it, it's leaving opportunity for the character to grow. It's it's starting it's starting in a place that's very dark, because then again, Batman Batman and Bruce Wayne have to come out of that, and in the the Tim Burton Batman movies, the Tim Burton Batman movies, they you know they they show his parents being killed, but then it fast fast forwards until he's Michael Keaton and you know in in his mid thirties late thirties, mm. so it's it's entirely bypassed this. And like you were talking about, Michael, at the at that point in every other incarnation of Batman, he and Alfred have that that relationship that is that is essentially equals. That that Alfred's the brains and he's the guy who 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 is there to repair all repair the cars and patch Bruce Wayne back to or patch patch batman's body back together and batman goes out and does all the you know all the crime fighting um so i, I think it's getting there that that's where the that's where i think the the second and third movies are going to go because and i think they were very deliberate when they talked about that 
that Batman needs to bring hope back to the people of Gotham City. And I, 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 I believe that is very intentional. Um, you know, I, uh, Zoe Kravitz as, as Catwoman, oh my God, she's amazing. She in was this awesome. Movie. She um, was awesome. Uh, I, I didn't recognize Colin Farrell. I was going to say penguin. that, yes. Colin Farrell oh is the God, penguin. Best makeup ever. Best makeup um, ever. You know, J- John Turturro is, is great in this as well. Um, so I, I think there's a lot of places that they can go. And as I said, uh, if you're going to reboot or remake something, show me something new. Show me something that I haven't seen before other than just rehash something that you have, you have uh, done before. And the, the other thing I really liked about this while I'm still running my app, uh, the other thing I really liked about this is he got back to being the world's greatest detective of doing actual detective work and crime solving and all that because I feel like the Nolan movies... Um, and even even the the George Clooney Batman and and the JLA version, the Ben Affleck version, were really just moved from one action set piece to another, and we never got really to see Batman be do detective work and and do all of that. And I feel like in this one they kind of got back to that because really, you know, in the in the, the would you first... honestly say if any of them, Val Kilmer or Michael Keaton, really did any detective work? Michael Keaton kind of did, you know, because he was uncovering the mixture of chemicals that was that the Joker was using to, yeah. to on people. Uh, the Kevin Conroy Batman, that, that's actually when he did the most detective work on any kind of screen is the animated series in the 90s. Um, so they've, they've kind of got that. I, I liked that. I liked the, I liked that they were getting back to, to some of the crime solving and, you know, piecing things together. Um, I thought that was very good. And again, something we also haven't seen very much in, in the later incarnations of Batman. Now let's, let's talk about his gear because he has a, he has a muscle car. He has a, a, a motorcycle and he has a jumpsuit. He doesn't have the Batwing Batwings. He doesn't have the typical stuff. It, was it nice to see like, this is his like newbie gear or were you hoping to see like the full fledged Batman? the Batmobile, like the, the, the classics, the nostalgia ones. I'm Mike. glad that. Oh, Lacey, go ahead. No, Lacey, go ahead, please. I'm glad that they had the like earlier gear. Cause I think it fits with the story. And I think that the story that they're telling of early Batman is actually really important because a lot of people, I think, struggle with that, like, trauma and then having to come out of it and showing that like Batman is having to come out of that and this is him like young and he's discovering stuff and he's discovering what he needs and his gear and the people who will support him I think that's all really important and if they had just like thrown like his late gear in there and and had like a perfect relationship with Alfred and all the things that he gets later like I think that would have harmed the story and made it kind of feel cheesy yeah i i I completely agree and not only is it like newbie gear and like scratch work stuff it shows you like how humanly this character build really is like he is he has no idea how to displace his anger and he's really frustrated and he starts to do this weird and crazy thing dangerous work and like um, one of the things about this movie that a lot of people didn't notice is that you see that he's wearing eye black. Like he actually blacks around his eyes, not just 
in the old Batman's where there was black around his eyes, but they take the mask off. He's like perfect with his perfect hair and all that jazz. <laughs> like there's a that. real, like there's a real like visceral feeling of he loves to be hidden behind Batman because he hates being Bruce Wayne. He hates all of what he is. And like, he's so much more comfortable. He spelunks into the cave and finds the cave during this movie. Like he actually finds the bat cave and you see him create this weird alternate reality for himself that he like escapes into and he's more comfortable there. And that's how you see like he grows backwards in this in this version of Batman. And it's really it's really a lot more humanly than um, the billion dollar playboy is like, I'm just going to go solve crime. Like it makes (laughs) more sense this way. It really does. There's a purpose. Now here's a question that, that that was or a statement that was brought up to me. Uh, the difference between this Batman and we'll, we'll say the Val Kilmer, Michael Keaton, and George Clooney Batmans is so Christopher Nolan's Batman, right? What made his Batman so interesting is it was Batman in a real world scenarios. It's the 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 environment seemed real. What's significant about Robert Patterson's Batman is. Not only do we have the real world that is around us, we have somebody that this is what a real, to an extent, real life Batman would be like. This is a much more humanized, relatable Batman. And based on like how you're describing like his reverse and how his angst and he denies who his true person is and denies being Bruce Wayne and being Batman, I really get in that vibe that that's what makes him so relatable and why it seems like this is a real life batman uh would you david do you and Lacey agree i i don't disagree i okay i i the other you know you were talking about his gear i i think that it's it's less important because it's more about the character mm. and then the other thing you know you were talking about how he's growing into this how he doesn't he doesn't do always do the perfect superhero landing there's that there's that scene where he he jumped he has the wingsuit on and he, he's escaping the police tower and he jumps off the tower in this wingsuit and he's, he's going down and he just barely misses a bridge and he land and he, and he, he lands wrong and rolls into something, which, which none of the other Batman would have ever done because they have practiced because they're older, because they, they, they know all the tricks of all of their gear and all that other stuff. And he's just figuring that out mm-hmm. and he doesn't have the jet yet. And he doesn't have the giant boat and he doesn't have the lake that drains itself while the while the hovercraft comes out and he flies off to Russia with Superman and all that other stuff. So so that's that part is it is refreshing to see, mm-hmm. um, you know, so as opposed to, you know, is is it what could be in a real world? Sure. I mean, I think a lot of the gadgets and stuff are less fantastical than um than in the tim burton batman movies now the other thing you also have to take with a grain of salt with the tim burton movies is that tim burton is just a weird funky uh it's tim burton there's there's no other way yes yes and so there is gonna be something just really strange coming out of a tim burton movie which which is fantastical fantastic and whimsical in its own way um i think all the colors he used were purple and greens like neon light every like just everywhere Sure, and all the buildings were, you know, were 800 feet tall, and 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 all that other stuff, um, yeah. you know. And then, of course, then you also had Jack Nicholson just chewing scenery, just stealing every scene that he was in <laughs> in those movies too. Um, but yeah, but I, I, I did. I thought it was good, but at the same time, I, I, just to go back, I, I just think the joyless nihilism is not 
what I find entertaining, but I'm going to wait and see how the other two movie, two or more movies shake out to see where it goes. Uh, so let me ask you this and we'll start with Lacey on this one. What are your, what do you hope to see in the next one? If you could pick like, let's, let's say two points, what would it be? Um, I definitely like, I'm hoping for a arc, like the continued arc of him growing as a character, like getting less like discouraged and, and angry. Like I think Batman's always maybe a little bit has a little bit of anger in most versions of him, but this was like, like next level angry, I think in this movie. So I'm hoping to actually see him work through some of that more and, and uh, grow as a character. And also I'd like to see more Bruce Wayne and see him grow like his non-Batman persona kind of grow into an actual person because it kind of felt like it was, um, I mean, we didn't see much of him and he was very like a reclusive person always like he only I think left like the mansion like maybe two or three times Mm -hmm. as himself and most times he's like hidden in like wearing his helmet on his bike and and um he like went Mm -hmm. to the funeral and and maybe one other time but so I'm hoping to see more like I guess to sum it up I would just want to see a a arc Mm. like to see some growth in the character Mikey? Yeah, I agree. Well, I agree with that for sure. Like, I would love to see how the billionaire Bruce Wayne starts to peek out a little bit, you know, whether it's in a detective fashion where he's like working a case and he's following somebody or something acting that way, or if he accidentally starts uh, drinking too much or God forbid they introduce like cocaine or something where he actually has an issue where he has to like realize he's got other things he's supposed to be doing um you know maybe it's an accent that he falls into being bruce wayne who knows it, that'd be interesting but what i like two things that i think most that i w- would love to see it, it, as this continues on is um there's a cool relationship between gordon and bruce wayne slash batman at this point um because he's yes. almost like he's almost like a fatherly figure in the eyes of detective work like he's actually like it's almost like when bruce w- or batman gets to a crime scene um gordon's like tell me what you see and like how do you see that and like he helps him process the way he's growing into this character and it's actually really cool to see this tutelage because i mean he's he was a kid a tortured sad kid who had a tragedy in his life how is he supposed to be an amazing detective overnight was he reading books about it no he needs on the job training and he gets it through gordon which is like how it makes sense that later in these other iterations of Batman that they're so close. It's like he really does become an adoptive, adoptive dad in a different way that Alfred can't fill. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, it, like a, you have a work mentor and you have a family mentor. Usually it's a father figure and then a boss figure if the, you know, you're in a good situation. So yeah. that would be great to see. And then uh, I, I really enjoyed the uh, writing of the villains, both of them, but particularly uh, Penguin. Like uh, Colin Fair was unrecognizable physically yes. and as a character. He, when when you see Danny DeVito's Penguin, he's calculating, crazy, disgusting, but awesome, and he's a mastermind. That's not this Penguin. This right. Penguin is borderline a wuss. He's scared. Yes. He's like making his bones. 
they based the they based this guy off of Fredo from The Godfather. So like he has potential to be amazing, but he continues to mess up. He he like takes a coward's way out. There's a chase scene where he like he's behind the wheel and Batman's coming after him, and he's like scared. Like he's like trying to escape this man that's coming to he thinks kill him, and he's like he's not a villain in in this scene. He's like a, a guy that's like, oh, I gotta get out of here. I'm I'm running away. And it's so different than what you would conceptualize Penguin. And I, I imagine they're gonna draw him out over time and make him more dastardly. But I, I just really love the way that they introduced it for a longer haul, and I'd love to see more yeah. of that. So uh David, did you wanna if 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 I were writing this arc, if I were writing these three movies, uh-huh. the second movie is going to be which exactly what you guys talked about. It's going to be becoming Bruce Wayne coming into his own. It's going to be it's going to be him finding that balance between being Bruce Wayne and being Batman. To me, that's what the second movie should be. The third movie, he should pick up Robin. He should pick up Dick Grayson, because Dick Grayson is also an orphan whose parents were murdered. And that arc is Batman stopping Dick Grayson from making all of the mistakes that he did when he was young. Wait, was it Dick Grayson or which one was the one? It was Dick, wasn't it? That uh, becomes who becomes Red Hood. Oh, I. Dick Grayson, Dick Grayson's parents, they were in the circus and they were Mm. killed when the mobsters extorted them and they wouldn't pay. So they, they fell to their deaths. And then, yes. Uh, then uh, Bruce Wayne took on Dick Grayson as his ward. And to me, that that's that's that full circle. That's him coming full circle and realizing that all the stuff. And, and to do that, you have to get a child, Dick Grayson. You mm-hmm. have to get a child, Robin, and who would just be entering that stage where where um, Robert Pattinson's Batman is at the beginning of this movie in that that angry. My parents just died in front of me. Um, and then he has to he has to stop him from becoming that stop stop Dick Grayson from becoming vengeance. I think if Jason if Todd, I, that was the the that was the, the, right. the Robin that becomes that becomes right. the Red Hood. That one I would see. I would rather see that because right. he is the angrier one, and if he becomes the Red Hood, then you have a much you have a way to stop. But he can also, you know. Batman can fail because he if it does eventually become the Red Hood. He is like the sociopathic, angry Batman. Or Which Robin. was the who was the one that was blown up by the Joker? Was that uh, so? That was Tim Drake. Who was that? Dude, I am not the well. Tech, I know Jason Todd was actually killed. Okay. And and uh, Death in the Family. I actually own that's the one Batman comic I own. Well, well, because because yeah. the only the only since. Since Batman and Robin, since Chris O'Donnell, the only illusion they've ever made to Robin is the the, the Robin suit that the Joker had vandalized. That yeah, uh, that Ben Affleck, that Batfleck keeps in the Batcave. I mean, that's that's you know that's the that's the only other Robin that they've had. Although they they kind of lead you to believe in, that Joseph Gordon-Levitt is going to be the new yeah. Robin at the end of Dark Knight Rises. But that that's a different that would be a different character. And the, but then there's I, I there's always the Teen Titans show that they do which is now on hbo max yes because sure, but, to... uh, but but you know but all the batmans they exist in their own continuities on their own hmm. um it, it's yeah. not the mcu i yeah. mean that's this is true now all right so let me ask you this what villain would you like to see in the next batman 
Don't say Joker. You can't say Joker. That's the only one because I know it's going to be the Joker. We all know it's going to be the Joker. It's the second one, unless they have him in the third. If you could have any other villain, who would you want? Do, do you want to tell him? No, you guys go ahead. You guys go ahead. Spoil it for me. I know it's the Joker. I'm sure. They set up the Joker in the post-credit scene. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah I, I know it's going to be. But if you could choose, not that Joker. I want Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, which is not going to happen. But um, I, I mean, such a. Oh. I, I don't know. Like I don't. I honestly, I don't. I don't know. Um, so the, it can't be unrealistic. I think Scarecrow is a fun, fun guy that they did. Christopher Nolan. Uh, Christopher Nolan didn't write well enough for what he started the character out to be. I thought he was terrifying. Yeah. Um, now here's a, something fun fact. Uh, the Joaquin Phoenix Joker can never be in a Batman movie. The reason being is that then there's a deleted scene. There's this, there's this room. It's, it's, a, it's a rumor, but the reason is, is when he's sitting there at the end of his movie, he's laughing about something and the, the nurse asks him, what are you laughing? He goes, oh, you'd, you'd never get it. It's actually, they do a flashback and instead of killing uh, Batman's parents, he kills his parents and he kills. And yeah. So there would never be a Bruce Wayne. There'll never be a Batman in that ver in that version or that verse multiverse of the Joker. Sucks because he's an awesome Joker. And I love I I truly love that movie. Not to fall away from what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, no, no, no. That's a, it's, it's a great I, that's I'm, a I'm cool. huge fan of that movie. Uh, I yeah. thought it was just a very well written yeah. message about something that's like unbelievably true and can very oh absolutely life. it's terrifying um yeah. so if you could choose somebody else though scarecrow i guess i don't know it's, that's a hard question man that's a good question lacy i ah putting you on the point ah, i know i'm still thinking <laughs> It's kind of a difficult question because I'm already ha I already have the expectation like okay. how they ended. Would so. you want to? Oh, so let me ask you, ask you this: Do you want to see the Joker, or do you want to see the Joker and Harley Quinn? Do you I, want them to bring in the the dynamic duo? I really I, like Harley Quinn as a character. Um, I read all her comic books, uh, her more recent comic books, and I like her as a character a lot. But I don't. I actually haven't seen the more recent um, movies with her in it, so disclaimer. Hmm. But um, <laughs> I'm I'm not sure I like everything they've done with her in movies, so I'm not sure if they could they totally ruin her. her or they could make her really awesome. So Hugo Strange, or give me a proper Poison Ivy. That's what I would like to see. Give me. Not like I I like Uma Thurman. I think she's a great actress. She's amazing. She does amazing things. But that whole cartoony Batman and Robin movie was terrible. Like the 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 George Clooney Batman movies are just it was Joel Schumacher. I mean, really, what do you I mean, what do you expect? No, you're right. But but I'm just saying, give me a proper poison ivy. Give well, I, me the, 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 the best poison ivy is the one on the Harley Quinn cartoon yeah she's the funniest she's a good one she is now if you the the video games they did a really good poison ivy they and, but it's it's video games so it's animation so you but yeah I, I i'd like to see a race out ghoul 
I mean, that, that to, and again, that goes back to me and Batman, the animated series in the nineties, race Al Ghul in the, in the animated series was a fantastic villain because, you know, we talked about this before that the best villains do the best villains aren't always are the, are the ones who don't think they're the bad guy. Mm. Joker Joker is just psychotically chaotic evil. There's mm. nothing redeeming about the Joker as a character. But if you have but if you have a complex villain, Ray Al Ghul is that way, Magneto is that way. If you have that villain who is a, a true adversary of the protagonist, then that can elevate the story. And I think that's that's what this to me, that's what this series needs. That would have to be the third one because Ray Al Ghul kills J- or resurrects jason todd so joker would have to kill jason todd in the well, second that, that, movie right that, well that's if you're going to bring yeah. that if you were going to do that yes if you were to do that that's how and but that's a good setup like he could be he could develop himself he could progress and then he could take on jason todd as his sidekick in the second movie and at the end of it gets killed how would that that would end the movie right there with jason todd getting killed by the joker as the ending of the movie, you're sitting there going, that would just be like the biggest mind blown ever. Like you would sit there like, holy crap. And then to have Ra's al Ghul bring him back. Mm-hmm. And as, and then he, that would be gold. So, so the thing about like a, a Batman villain in, in this universe is it's not like the old villains. The Joker, or the, um, sorry, the Riddler is, He's a serial killer, dude. Like he's a yes. psychopath, like a real one. Yes. And like that's a problem, like with the the archetypes of these villains that we have. Like Poison Ivy, such a cool character concept, but how are you gonna make it that work in this realistic type of yes. world? Is she gonna like poison people? And she gonna be like good at uh, uh, some kind of combat strategy? I mean, like how would she be way. a bad guy of in in that kind of sense? Iceman that can't exist. Like I don't even know how you could possibly create uh, so counter kind of here. version of that guy. Yeah, Every ahead. version of the Riddler, he's wearing some type of zoot suit or leotard with a bunch of question marks on him. He's all like ans- asking silly questions. He has yeah. a staff. Yeah, this dude didn't look anything like it. So no. look how they redid the Riddler. It can be done. Yeah. Oh, I think it can. I just think it's a, a lot of a lot of work's gonna have to do with a lot of Batman villains. A lot of. Them. I think what? that Poison Ivy could be cool because they can definitely play with Poison Ivy's like good and bad side, which is I think a really important part of this this uh, Batman. Sure. On a, especially yes, even on a especially on a, like a. I don't want to say mental level, but like on a psychological level. Yeah. That That's all be... this is, a psychological thriller. That's yeah. exactly yeah. right. I'm I'm definitely down with that. All right. So before we close up, I and we, we never actually talked to you, Mikey, about your podcast. Uh it's quite so all right. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I do have some questions for you guys. Let's we've got a little pop quizzy here for you. So let's see how well you guys do. Um so starting with this one, we'll, we'll see how good you guys are. Uh and then so what issue did Batman first come out? Ah, <laughs> nobody. Get, take a guess, no. Lacey. Give me a number. I have no, I don't even, I can't even ballpark that. That's, <laughs> that's Mikey, oh, put you my... on the spot. I honestly don't know. Give I a number. Really... Give a number. You don't... Seven. 
I, I'm not a. I wish I had. I need to be a comic book guy. You should now be I'm older and I have a kid, and I just need to. I need other things to occupy my time. Uh, you know? David, uh, it was Detective Comics. I don't know in the 30s. You're right. I I, huh? I, I I don't I don't know the issue number, but I'm sure it sold for you know five million dollars or something outrageous. Some give me a number. I don't know. I, uh, 27. Yes. Right? Nice. I, I can't believe you got that. Yes, it is Detective Comics issue number 27. Uh, all right, David, what year did it come out? Uh, 1938. I don't know. Mikey, you want to take it? Uh, I Somewhere around there. I want to say 35. Lacey. Just because. I'm going to, I don't know, 36. <laughs> I'm, I really. What are the numbers? Like it doesn't matter. Just say a number. Uh, 1936, I guess. It actually came out the year David was born, 1939. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you were close. You were close, David. You look great. You look great. It's the same pools that Ray Sal Ghoul uses to stay young. It's working. It's working. Um, Cheers. What year did Batman uh, first appear on TV? This 62. one, David, I think you should know. 62. Uh, Lacey? I was definitely thinking like the 60s, but I don't know. 65? 65. David? I was going to say 1964. 1966. Uh, and that was Adam West. So, all right. Mm -hmm. Now, here's one for you. Let's see if you guys get this one. When did the first Batman movie come out? Like 89? that's like, I feel uh, like he's trying to trick us. Well, why would I do that? Why would I do that? Right, oh, right. I don't know. Oh. 19, 1958. 1958. Lacey? I think 89. 89. 89 was the Michael, was the first Michael Keaton Batman. And there was a, there was an Adam West and Burt Ward Batman movie, which I want to say was in 1972 or 1973. It was 1966. It was a trick oh. question. So okay. it actually came out the, 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 the same year as they were doing the TV series. Wow. Okay. And it That's was awesome. Adam West was the first Batman. Then the next one was Michael Keaton in 1989. Uh, so that's, that's kind of all the questions I had. I just wanted to find <laughs> some fun little tidbits to see since we were talking about the Batman. Um, I was actually shocked about the, uh, the, the, the first comic. I honestly thought he came out a lot earlier than that. Um, yeah. There was a fun fact, though, the Batman costume, <clears throat> excuse me, that came out, it was not supposed to be anything like that at all. He was actually supposed to be called originally he was called the man bat and his costume looked a lot more like Robin's. It was red and green and it had a the tarp wings, but they changed hmm. it to Batman and made him all black afterwards good. it was it it's was good yeah. it's good editing good. yeah it was a great change like he was supposed <laughs> like to look they, they good different right. it's a good uh -huh. choice yeah, yeah. they did they, they did really good. great um so mikey we did not talk to you about you at all uh and right. i apologize because we went right into because somebody had to segue uh i don't even care the segue was great <laughs> it was great uh, so give us a just, just you know we'll do this briefly uh tell us where you're what you you know because you are from a podcast good sir you are from the bush league sure. congregation 
Uh, yeah. You are located out in uh, the beautiful state of Georgia. Yeah, uh, yeah, just north of Atlanta. Yes, yeah. and um, even though we are uh, we are a nerdy podcast, you have graced us with your presence uh, as our our sports guy. So when whenever we have sports related questions, I will definitely sure. be talking to you. Actually, let I'm me ask you this. Down. Yeah, go um, ahead. All right, we're 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 into the final four of March Madness. Okay. Uh, who, who? Which two teams are you picking for to go? I, I honestly, dude, like. I don't watch a ton of college basketball. I picked a Duke to win because it's uh, Coach K's last run. Okay. So, like, that makes sense. And, like, if there is fixing in sports, that would be the perfect <laughs> No, it never one. happens. Uh, you know, I don't I don't know how it could be, like, totally normal because what they do is incredible. A lot of yeah. But, I, you know, honestly, I'm going to say Duke, but I don't know. My, my money's on totally do it too. <laughs> Duke in Kansas right now. I'm making bets sure. with my mother. Sure. because like i do like casual gambling with her like we're doing disney snacks and stupid stuff like she's a she's a steelers fan and i'm a ravens fan awesome. so like one day at the park if we lose we have to wear the others like baseball cap for their sports team and so like i'm hoping right. because like nothing will piss off my family more than my mother in a baltimore ravens hat like the entire family's diehard steelers so like i would love no nothing more my money's on kansas city and duke and then i have duke to win so nice. I was curious for my sports guy to know oh, yeah, sports sure. related questions. I, I used to be so much more hip to the college basketball world, but I like kind of really lost track. Of, like, a couple <laughs> of years. It's all good. Um, so yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to guess Duke, but yeah, yeah. Kansas probably would too. But you're not um, a college basketball. You are a baseball podcast. Yeah. Sir. Huge, huge baseball podcast fan. Um, I've been listening to him for years. So I played fantasy baseball. Uh. Um, and which is I, which is uh the sports world version of D. &D yeah the way. no totally it is. <laughs> yeah like there i met i have met more like really dorky sports nerds and that i probably have of people that do play D because they're like <laughs> the, the amount of research they do into these guys is, is unreasonable it's not really like at a human level these guys aren't gonna do exactly what you think they're gonna do but they are convinced that that's what's gonna happen uh but yeah no so we yeah we're a baseball podcast uh, a couple of buddies and i we, we we play in a cornhole league and um Nice. You were just shooting the breeze, you know, playing cornhole, drinking beers, but we're always talking about sports. And one of the guys is a baseball coach at a high school. And, you know, we, we talk about baseball a ton. And it just got to the point where it's like, you know, we should just record this. And we and we just did like and, and none of us had any experience recording anything or doing any kind of podcast whatsoever. Um, and we just fell into it. And it's just like fun. It, it Honestly, it's more like if you sat down at a bar and you heard overheard three dudes in the corner talking about baseball, drinking beers, mm. it's more of that. It's a conversation about what's happening in baseball and the analytical side of it, like nice. how they get nice. there in the process, but also like, you know, what's going on? Is this guy getting suspended or, you know, how does this person, did they go to high school together, these two pitchers or whatever? And it, like, it, it gives you a little bit more human feel to it, a little bit more inviting. And, nice. you know, we drink beer and, and cuss a lot. So <laughs> it's a little bit more entertaining. I love I it. I get under the one dude's skin a lot. It's good stuff. Yeah. It's a lot of comedy written in there. Uh, so, yeah. Typically, I have like a beer while or something while I'm drinking. Tonight, I'm drinking coffee because, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's been a long couple days over Cheers here. Yeah, with the, well, and you're the, injured, the, huh? You're, you're injured, injured. 
you're dealing with uh yes your wound. wound yes yes your I'm wound. my I, I love my wife and she's an amazing person and she does listen to the podcast. So she's going to hear this and baby sure. just know, I love you with all my heart and I'll, I'll use my right hand next time to block. He totally, he totally messed something up real bad. Real. Recently. He did something real wrong. Um, so uh, while we're wrapping this up over here though, where can the, uh, the lovely people in the world of nerd culture, if they get an itch to listen to your podcast, where can these people find you? Good, sir. Sure. Yeah, it's on. It's on um, all the platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um, we actually run through Anchor. So uh, nice. that's where that's where all of it comes from. But we're all on the major podcasting sites. So we're on social medias. Um, the website is still under construction. So don't look for it. It's not there. You can. You if you find it, let me know because it shouldn't exist. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're, we're just kind of taking it as we go. We've been doing it a year now and okay. um, we're kind of really starting to get the feel of it now. Nice. Um, so yeah, it's it's all over where you would think a podcast would be. So check all us right. out for sure. Yeah, and it's Bush League Congregation. That is the Bush League podcast. Congregation. Yep. It is. A, yeah, uh, Bush League is an old school um, way of saying like minors or like old crappy league like you can either be in the pros the major leagues or you can go to bush league and if you cheat you're a bush leaguer or whatever and um famous a famous bit to uh bull durham is that their their, their baseball is a church the church of baseball nice. um so the congregation so it's an homage to to that and uh you know it's it's cool you know it's just kind of like a chop shop for baseball talk but i do I, have I, I, Good, good. I was going to say, and I love the fact that you're wearing a Sandlot hat right now, by the yeah. way. I was going, I wanted to make sure I mentioned that because yeah. that is like, that's nostalgia there, dude. Like there's so oh. many references from the Sandlot. That is like a just yeah. awesome, amazing movie. And James Earl Jones is in it, who, you know, yep. is Darth Vader. Yep. Vader is in, in Conan, or he was in Conan the Barbarian. Uh, David, you grew up with all those movies. What else was he in that you could think of right off the top of your head? Field of Dreams. Yep. He was. Yep, he was. He's Terrence Mann in Field of Dreams. God. Yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a great actor, man. He's been around a long time. Yeah, and he's he's cool in that movie. What's uh, I got this because we just did an episode where we ranked, we did a draft for fictional movie characters in baseball movies. Okay. So like you got to pick like a couple batters, a couple pitchers, and a manager, and uh, you know it's just one of my favorite movies. So mm-hmm. I it was on Amazon and it got recommended randomly. Oh weird! Oh That's how weird! Amazon's totally not now. listening to so this. Weird. Uh, <laughs> Alexa, tell everybody <laughs> to download Dads with Nerdy Ambitions podcast permanently. <laughs> exactly. Heck yeah! See that'll help. Uh, I do have a one little. Yeah. Arc- yeah, one little Batman uh, trivia okay. note for you guys here. Um, since this is a, a nerd podcast, I think you guys will get this. Um, oh so, Steve, I hate this, but I'm going to like basically ruin a piece. I'm not going to say how, but um, the there is a huge scene towards the end, obviously the crescendo of the movie. Um, and then, uh, as David said earlier, there is a narration piece to it. And after this big, huge scene, happens the narrator says so on the morning of november 6th things like basically calm down so like if you really reach deep and i actually i don't know how this came to me at this moment in this movie but like you say november 6th as in like everybody will remember what happened on november 5th 
Remember the remember the fifth of November. That's right. Uh, for vendetta. Gunpowder I don't know if Matt Reeve. Yes. Uh, I don't know if Matt uh, uh, Matt Reeves did that on purpose or it was an accident, but like it was a, like super great homage to another like outlaw vigilante uh, movie. Like that's, that's not vendetta. an accident. No, I no. don't believe it. I absolutely think it was written on purpose and it was just thrown in there just so delicately. It was really nice. Uh, it, there's other stuff in there too. That's. That's, I, could I talk like that. Too long about it. That's yeah, it's cool. cool. I really, I really appreciated that piece of writing for sure. Yeah, so, that's that's yeah. that's awesome, Rita. Ah, oh, look yeah. at you. I like that. Good on you, Mikey O. Yeah. Thanks, Sam. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Lacey, David, did you have anything else you guys wanted to add before we wrap this up? Any yeah. final thoughts on Batman movie? Go see it. Good go. It's a great movie. Everybody go liked it. it. Go see it. I yeah, you, will. I will eventually yeah, go see it. it. That's. <laughs> Bro, I, 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 I've got, I could come up with so many excuses, but I, I like none of them are satisfactory. We you know gave what? you lots of time. You know what? Yeah. It's been out for a month. Yeah. You got another three weeks, then you can watch it on your couch. Yeah. yeah. It's going to HBO, HBO Max on the 19th of April. Right. HBO, pay me. Send me money, HBO. <laughs> if only it was that easy. Right. I know, right? Right. Alexa, uh, have HBO bill me. Right. All right, so let's go ahead and wrap this up. As always, please like, subscribe, and follow us wherever you're listening to podcasts. And if you are listening to us on Apple or Spotify, please remember to rate and review. We love those and need those, and we crave them. Uh, we're also on Instagram and Facebook, so please like and follow us at DNA Pod and on Twitter at NerdDNAPod. And on our webpage where you can listen and stalk us at NerdDNAPod.com. Um, I'm your host, Steve Pugh, and I've been joined by the amazing, the impeccable, the wonderful Miss Lacey, David Perry, and my good friend, Mikey O'Sullivan. Thank you, lady and gentlemen, for being on the show tonight. It has been a pleasure. It was great. It was a lot of fun. Thank you.